What's going on? You're listening to episode 63 of Fearless Rebel Radio. Do you want to get paid to travel? Do you want to learn how to tap into your intuition? What do these two things have in common? You'll find out in today's episode with Anita Wingley, who is a transformational coach. Before we get started, I want to remind you to head to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to get my free 10-day body confidence makeover. All right, let's get started with the show. Hey everyone, I'm excited about today's guest. I'm talking to Anita Wing Lee, and she is a transformational life coach, award-winning speaker, periscoper, and spiritual mentor who guides aspiring trailblazers to, to clarity on their passion and become the brilliant, fearless leaders they are meant to be. Anita landed multiple epic travel internships in university, traveling to 21 countries by the time she graduated. She accomplished this by mastering the art of networking powerfully and authentically and is now dedicated to uplifting and empowering people who feel stuck and lost in their current position in life and guide them to their passion and find their higher life's purpose. Welcome to the show, Anita. Thanks so much for having me, Summer. Yes, I'm excited uh, to have you here today. As I was talking to you before we started recording, I love having... Uh, life coaches on here who do, you know, very different work to what I do, because I think that it's such a good compliment. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, it was amazing reaching out. Um, you guys will hear this, those who are listening to the podcast, but uh, I don't actually normally talk about body image and that kind of stuff, but it's actually really integral part of my entrepreneurial journey and to all of the travels that I ended up doing around the world. Yeah. So why don't we dig into that? Why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about your story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, definitely. So I normally actually start my story off by talking about um, when I was in my first year of university, I ended up doing a normal internship um, that I thought was good. I was in an air-conditioned office and then I thought, I was like, I never want to do that again. But (laughs) Um, and then that started me traveling the world and then to the, to the business that I have now, but I'm actually going to take a step even further back because, um, ever since I was in middle school, which is about grade seven, um, something clicked or something woke up in me and became attached to the fact that I, and just told me for so much of my life that I wasn't skinny enough. Um, I'd always been told that I was pretty as a little girl. Like my parents were always like, it's not just outer beauty that matters, it's inner beauty. Um, but I had always been complimented on being a pretty girl. But for some reason, when I was in middle school, I began to notice that other girls were thinner. And I was like, oh, why aren't I one of them? And, and it just grew more and more intense over the years. Um, and so here's the thing, though. I never, I never had a formal eating disorder, but I always thought about this and always wanted to like get out of it. And one of the the turning points when I really began to wake up to myself uh, was when I was in high school and I was taking summer school course. Um, and because I had to, it was a summer, which is normally a quote unquote dangerous time because I would be at home a lot and I could eat anything in the house. Um, and I was always, like, I was a binge eater. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, but I I could control it when I was in summer school because I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat like fruit and like bring a little bit of food, like nuts. And then I would come home at 4 p.m. starving. um, And sometimes I would be able to hold it. Other times I wouldn't. Um, And so one particular day, I just, I couldn't hold it. And I came home and I don't remember what I ate, but I just like binge ate everything I could find in the cupboards. um, And I felt so guilty afterwards. And finally stopped myself, put the cookies down, ran upstairs, closed the door. And then I started writing to myself. I grabbed a notepad and I just remember writing this hate letter to myself. And it was like, you will never fucking be pretty enough, Anita. You always screw this up. Why can't you just control how much you eat? And I was just like stunned at what I was reading because it was like so much self-loathing was pouring out for myself onto this page. And I remember looking back at the page and it was just like, you know, I hate you, Anita. And I was like, and something was like, wait, 
what is this? Who is this person inside of me who hates myself? And what if I put all of the energy that I put into trying to be thinner um, and hating my body into something else? Like maybe I could accomplish something so much bigger. And so that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, what if I could stop focusing on myself for a minute and focus on doing something bigger with my life? Um, throughout the years, though, and, in, and you know, I still, I still struggled with that. I ended up going to university, though, and this was one of those places where I, I began to shift that focus away from my body and trying to be thin. Like, I definitely still had, you know, those times where I was like, why am I eating this? But as much as I could, I tried to focus my attention outwards. And that uh, summer where I had ended up having a marketing internship. Um, and as a part of that, I ended up in a hardware store for two weeks. I was a promo rep for a brand that just released a new vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and I was like standing in a hardware store with a little piece of carpet and I had to throw dirt on this carpet and then vacuum it back up. And I did throw dirt and vacuum it back up, doing that for eight hours a day. And then I was like, oh my God, if this is the best internship that someone my age um, could get, because it was honestly, it was a good internship. I was the only first year student out of nine other interns. They were all third or fourth year students. Um, So I was like, okay, if this is the best that the world can offer me, I need to go do something different. Wow. So that was what began, started my travels. (laughs) I I was like, you know, I was like, this is my second year. I can at least do, let me try doing something different um because at least I can always go back into an office if I need to uh, so I ended up going to Italy the following summer to teach English there and that was the first time in my life that I, I met other 20 somethings in the world who had that spark in their eyes they were just alive they didn't care about the corporate career track they didn't care about what other people thought they had decided that they wanted to teach and travel and it was more important than to them to see and explore the world than it was, you know, to hold down a proper job and save up for a car and a home. And I thought, wow, okay, like there are other people like this. Uh, I want more. So I ended up uh, the following two summers, I went to Eastern Europe, and then I, I backpacked East Africa. Um, and then I on my own, that was a huge growth experience for me. And then I ended up going back to Rwanda for my very last summer of university. And I helped build up a social enterprise there. And travel was one of those experiences for me that was just like, wow, okay, there is so much more to life. Um, And I definitely never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I had had very little entrepreneurial experience. Um, But it was travel was really what showed me that like, okay, you could actually create something of yourself if you just try and start and put one foot in front of the other. And, and, and life will carry you. And so when I graduated, that was when I was like, okay. By then, I had so many eclectic experiences. And I thought to myself, is now when I go get a normal job? Yeah. <laughs> and then the answer inside my heart was just like, no, no. <laughs> and so I, I started to build up a blog and, and bit by bit just started learning the pieces of online business and just began sharing my story and putting myself out there. Um, and then, and that was, that's, that's how I got to where I'm at now. And it was just like putting, putting the pieces together and consistently following my heart and not listening to that voice of fear inside myself. And wow, you, you did it so early. I think like, you know, for me, I really didn't get the wake up until I was like, you know, in my like early thirties, I was just, or I guess when I hit 30, I think was when I got the wake, the major wake up part of the wake up call, part of the wake up call hit me then. And then I got hit like much harder, like a couple of years later. But, um, I just think that that was like so wise of you when you were in high school and you wrote, wrote all that hate down to, to (laughs) have that kind of brilliant realization, like the revelation of, wait a minute, what if I put this energy into something else? Like, how cool is that? <laughs> it's it's funny because, like, at that point, like, now I'm more conscious, but, like, at that point, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. It was just, like, there were moments in my life, like, now, you know, people look at me, and it's, it's again, it's not a, a, a topic that I talk often about, but it's something that, like, I, why I reached out to you, Summer, because I was like, I still want to share this story because um, it was... I think like we all have that part inside of us that that is wiser, right? Um, and I mean, for me, it was one of those 
that wasn't like the first time that I binge ate. It was just one of those, like, it was so intense um, that I, it was like, it was, there was so much pain and self-hatred that it, there was a part of me that was like, you either need to, <laughs> like, Anita, let's, we could do something different with this life, or we could keep trying to lose another five pounds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of women are getting to, at least the ones that find me. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that wake up call can come at any different time. I mean, I, like, I have women who are in their fifties that I work with, and then I have ones that are in their early twenties, like the, it spans all across. And so, but they do, they get to that point where they're just like, I feel like there's something bigger for me. How, how, you know, what, what helped you find that bigger something for yourself? Or what is your advice to women who, who want to figure out what that bigger something is for themselves? Ah, there's, so I would say that, so a big thing, I'll just speak from, from my experience. One of the big things that really helped me was taking myself outside of my life. And I know, I mean, it might sound kind of cliche to be like, yeah, you're, you're in your 20s and you traveled and soul searching and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I actually, like, I don't, I don't buy into that because age is just a number. And like you said, you know, that can happen at, at any point in your life. And so for me, it was like when I first traveled, um, and it doesn't have to be travel, but for me, that was one of the first turning points where I was like, wow, there's an entirely, there are entirely different ways of living life in this world you know like in Italy they love pasta and pizza Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and 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 food was something that was joyous to them and just putting myself in those environments it challenged me to be like you know what if all of the paradigms that I bought into at home are actually just one way of seeing the world um and I'll give it another example because Maybe some people feel like, okay, well, they can't travel. But there are still things that you can do in your current life that put you in a new environment. So, for example, when I first decided, when I first, like, began to dabble in an online business, it was, um, I'd actually taken someone's online course. And, you know, I didn't know what it would do at that time. I was like, okay, more information. But what it actually ended up doing was flooding my life with this stream of new people who were other entrepreneurs. Like my Facebook feed was full of people who were entrepreneurs and it felt like I was just surrounded in this entirely new environment. Um, so I think that's a big thing. You know, it could be, for example, going to yoga teacher training if, if you feel called to, or it could be going to a meditation retreat, or it could just be like giving yourself that space to go on a vacation by yourself instead of doing, you know, the same thing that everyone else is doing. So I think sometimes you have to create that buffer between your current life and where where you really want to be, like where you feel true fulfillment. Um, and I think everyone listening will have like that thought, whatever pops into your head right now, that's it. Um, but everyone has to follow that voice that's in them that's like, okay, let me let me try to create something, create some space so I can find what I really want in life. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate how you said, um, just even like surrounding yourself with different people, whether, even if that's like on, even if it's online. So I know, like, I know a lot of women have, like, they have kids, they have a career. So, you know, they're hearing this and they're like, wow, that would be great if I could just go and travel on my own. But like, I've got two kids at home and that's never going to happen. So, um, I think that, you know, uh, first of all, I think that you can make stuff happen if you really want it. Like it, like you can make it happen. Even if you have kids in a career, like you can still take, get away for a weekend or whatever. But I also think that you can just do daily things. Like you said, like just change the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Like maybe you kind of take like an online course that gets your head out of your head um, and just get into a new environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, That's so good. And so like, for a woman who's struggling to really find her, her purpose, we'll call it, you know, what's, what's your advice for someone who, you know, feels like they're, they're out of alignment, and like, there's something that they're being called to do, but they just like, they don't know how to even start. Oh, I love this question, because um, I can't remember where I heard this from initially, but 
I invite people to think of it this way. You don't have to find your purpose. Your purpose will find you. Mm. And the way that you it ultimately finds you is by you choosing on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, devote some of your energy to doing something that gives you purpose, gives you that feeling of purpose. Because ultimately, you know, some people think like purpose has to be in their career and they need to quit their job and go do that artistic endeavor. But I actually, and, and even from experience, I can see this, like, you know, I can find purpose doing the simplest thing, whether it's like writing a blog post, but sometimes I find purpose, you know, just going out for a walk because it brings clarity to my life. So I feel like purpose is not something outside of ourselves. It's like, it's how aware you are of what you're doing right now. And when you choose to bring that sense of purpose to what you're doing now, it, it opens up new doors that you can't see. So like, I'll just give an example. It's like, um, you know, if you're trying to, like, if you, Instead of, you know, maybe someone, for example, genuinely really enjoys cooking, but they're always seeing it as an obligation and they've been programmed to just kind of see it as an obligation. But what if you allowed yourself to be like, okay, is this something that I can choose to enjoy or not? And you bring that sense of purpose to it. And then you begin to do things well, you know, you may get better at it. And then instead of being like, there should never be a sense of obligation I believe in what you do because like, that's a choice that we get to make, right? You can choose to feel obligated or not. Um, and so when you bring that sense of purpose to it, and if you just do the best that you can with what you have now, it ends up opening the doors for you to, you know, you'll be able to receive those sparks of inspiration. Like, oh, maybe I, I want to turn this into something else. Maybe I can uh, turn this into like a mom's group where we do cooking, cook, cooking together, you know, or maybe you find a meetup group where other people do cooking. And then, you know, that might turn into a blog down the road or it might turn, you know, it might turn into a recipe book with these other ladies. And like, it's like, you never quite know exactly where it's leading. Um, but sometimes we might look at that lady who already has the cookbook on the, in the bookstore and we're like, oh, well, she's on purpose. She knows what she's doing, but I don't. But like, I guarantee you that most of those people didn't know what they were doing at the beginning. They were just following the things that excited them. And mm. so it's the same for for us as where, you know, or anyone who's sort of feeling like at the beginning of that journey of finding your purpose, it's like, bring that sense of purpose to the things that you enjoy doing now. And even if it doesn't make sense, this is a big one, even if it doesn't make sense, do it purely because it gives you a sense of purpose. And then I promise you, it's going to unfold into something beautiful if you just do that consistently. Yeah, that's such a cool way of of looking at it, which I think is like counter to the more I would say uh, like masculine way that we tend to approach um, purpose. You know, like it's like, or that we approach it with like young young people. You know, in school, it's like, all right, what's your what's your purpose? And then you go and you do a career and you work for somebody else and you follow it through. Whereas this seems like such a more, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word feminine because it does seem like a much more feminine approach, which is like more organic. It more goes with the flow. It evolves over time. Yeah. And it like, it really, I remember doing those quizzes in middle school and, but it's really, even in my own life experience now, it's like, it's way more like you already know the things that give you a sense of purpose. And it's like, instead of relying on external validation, um, which by that we usually mean money. It's like just allow yourself to enjoy that sense of purpose and and trust and know that it will sort itself out. Um, and like memoirs, for example, are something that I like love reading. I just I just like binge read two memoirs mm-hmm. um, because they they give you that you like someone who can see the like the big picture. Nobody, all of the memoirs are like this is my life. It like completely exploded in my face, but, and then it led to something bigger. Right. So. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think, you know, in hindsight, if I were to look back and, um, and see, you know, how things have unfolded for me, it was always just kind of like chasing the things that, um, that made me feel good and that, and, and, you know, following through on the things that felt that just kind of clicked for, for me. Um, you know, like I never had, I, I've never had like a set plan that I've followed. I don't really go like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't follow rules very well. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
be <laughs> better. <laughs> and I think that that's okay. Like, I think that, the, you know, when you don't follow the framework, when you don't follow the rules, it allows for much greater things to unfold for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like when people look at me and sometimes like, oh, you know, you know exactly what you want. It's actually the same thing that you just said. All I did, like when I was first traveling, I was like, oh, this is maybe this is going to be a waste of like, you know, maybe this is not going to look good on my resume, but I felt like I needed to do it anyway. So really what I've been doing over the years is just, and it was the same thing with online business. It was like, maybe this is not going to work out, but it just felt like it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I ran with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good to hear. So, so yeah, something I've heard, um, from, from some people that, uh, like I've, that I've coached and, and mentored is just, um, yeah, they feel called to do a, a certain type of work, but they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to make any money or I have to go back to school to do it. And I think like what, you know, what you're kind of saying is like, well, that's not true. Like you don't have to do that. You just, just follow the things that, that excite you. And more of that will just happen as you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like a big thing. It can just be like something that um, keeps coming from you doing just even just little bits of the things that you that excite you. Yeah. And it's like I encourage people even just try it as an experiment. Because I think a lot of us have been programmed to be like, but if this doesn't make money or, you know, then I'm not going to do it or it's a waste of time. But if you, even if you just gave yourself, like, try it as an experiment. What if I just did this for fun? What would it lead to? And, and I, you know, and just let it unfold. And I guarantee you it will lead to something, like, bigger, brighter, cooler than, than what you could have imagined. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes like it sucks. Like sometimes we fail, you know, like I, I certainly like, I don't want to overshadow the fact that like things aren't always going to go the way that you want them to. But I think that with the mistakes, like come these greater learnings and these greater, like we, we almost become more, um, uh, attached to like our purpose, I think through, through those mistakes. If, if we don't listen to the fear. Yeah, what I've found is like when I know that I'm doing something that feels right, even if it doesn't work out, um, and I would use like work out in bunny ears because we never really know <laughs> what the total end goal is, right? It's only in that moment where like, oh, this didn't work out. Um, but when you know that you're doing, you you chose to, to pursue that that job, that project, whatever it is, when you know that you did it because it felt right, then you then you know that it had to still be a step in the right direction because mm-hmm. it felt right. And so I think it's it's almost like trusting yourself that like you actually can make the right decisions, even if it doesn't seem like it's panning out. Um, you know, like sometimes it's like the cookie has to crumble so that we can make something new with those ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've found. Um, you know, I had moments when I was in school and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? Like I studied, I was studying the wrong program. I was, I went to a business school for a time and I was the total misfit. Like I ended up being the girl who went to Africa instead of, you know, got a job at a bank, but (laughs) you and me both, except I didn't go to Africa. Yeah. yeah. uh, (laughs) It was like, I was able to look back and he'd be like, no, but I made the best decision for myself at the time. So this can't be wrong because I trusted my gut. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, that's the thing. If you, if you, it's almost like getting into the habit of trusting your gut. When you do that, then it's, then you'll see that the pieces do fit in place afterwards. Yeah. So let's go on that because I know, I know you've talked a bit about like intuition on, on your website and stuff. And, um, that's really what trusting your gut is all about. So why, like, why is trusting intuition so important? And like, how, how can someone tap into their their intuition and start to actually listen to their gut? Like, what does that feel like? Yes. Okay. Love this topic. <laughs> because it's like, I love it because it's empowering. Like, this topic should empower you. Um, your intuition is like your own inner GPS or roadmap to your dreams. Um, a book that I just finished and... I'm doing a book club on Periscope with it now, so I'm like, I have to talk about it. It's called The Surrender Experiment um, by Michael A. Singer. Um, And so that's 
question, but your intuition is, is like that part of you that knows exactly where it wants to go and how to get there without your conscious mind knowing. Mm -hmm. I think we're so programmed to be like, okay, you do A, B, C, D, you go to school, get the job, get the promotion, get the car, get the other job. Um, but the more that I live from my intuition, the more I'm like, no, it's actually this crazy zigzag and winding road. But my intuition is able to lead me to the shortest route to my dreams um, instead of your logical mind. Your logical mind is the one who tries to figure it out. But your intuition is almost like there's actually a highway uh, that you can take. But the only way you can find that highway is by trusting your gut. And it's like you can't, you can't always see around the corner. You don't necessarily know uh, you know, you don't know if it's like a roadblock or it's a bridge that's around the corner, but your intuition will guide you through that whole path. Um, and I've just found it so much nicer to be like, okay, I don't know what to do. And I ask my, like, I'll ask my intuition, what should I do? And then just, just flow from there. Um, and in terms of how to access your intuition, I think, one one of my most powerful ways that anyone can do, because I know some people might not meditate and they're like, oh, not a, another person. Rec- meditation definitely helps because it helps you find that centered, calm place in, inside yourself uh, where you can trust your own answers. Um, but one thing that works for anyone, even if you don't meditate, is to journal. Journaling, sometimes like I'll journal for like 45 minutes. I know my logical mind would be like, oh my God, that's a waste of time. <laughs> but my, like my intuitive self knows that this is one of the best ways for me to get clarity. Because, and one of my favorite journal prompts, I'll give this to everyone, is to write, dear highest and wisest self, I welcome you to speak to me now. And then just free write. Just let your pen flow for at least 10 minutes um, longer if you want, and just see what comes out. And then usually what extends from that, you know, it'll flow for a bit and then I'll, my, you know, my logical mind will come up with a problem. So what I love doing is actually writing out my problems um, and being like, okay, so this is the deal, highest and wisest self. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, maybe it's like I need more money right now or I want to go on this trip. I don't know how to pay for it. Or like this relationship isn't going as well as I want it to, um, you know, And just like almost like you would talk to a best friend when you're explaining the problem, except it's really powerful because you're doing it with yourself and you're able to see your own answers um, and see how you feel about them. So I would write out my problem and then I would just be like, what should I do? And then again, just free write for 10 or 15 minutes and see what comes out. And one of, and I found that this is a really powerful method um, for separating that scared part of you that freaks out about stuff from that wise part of you that actually knows what to do, which you can call your intuitive voice, um, your highest life, you can call it whatever you want, but it's being able to see those two parts of us has been really empowering, even for myself, because sometimes we have to get that scared part out of us. Otherwise, it just keeps like chewing, <laughs> chewing it, you know, a hole in our brain and being like, no, 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 maybe this isn't a good idea. But it's almost like when you write it out on the paper and then you can read your own writing it makes it way more tangible. It's like, okay, now I get to actually choose. Do I listen to the scared voice in my head or do I choose to listen to this higher, wiser part of myself? And usually that voice is like, it's going to be okay. Just flow with it, you know, keep going. Or it might give you advice. It's like, you need to talk to this person and then you get to choose, you know, are you going to, for example, play passive aggressive or are you going to like be assertive? Um, And it's, yeah, so that is my best tip for being able to access your intuition. Cool. That's such a, that's a, that's a great one. And I think, um, you know, I'll just say like, cause you talked about it almost like there's like the, you know, the voice of, of the fear and then, um, you know, I'll get really woo woo here and like, it's the voice, the counter voice is really like the voice of love or compassion. Right. And I think that like, we can feel them in our our body so so even in the moment like you can be like where where am I feeling this like you know and if you think about and oh my god I cannot remember who told me what coach I learned this from (laughs) um but okay so I've learned this from like another coach but it's like if you think about you know like something you love and then think about like where you're feeling that in your body 
and then think of something you hate or something that makes you really upset and think about where you feel that in your body. And then when it comes to like almost making intuitive decisions, like differentiate where that feeling is coming from and choose the one that's feeling like it's coming from like that loving place. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. I I totally recommend that for people. It's like, you can literally feel it in your body. Uh, I, I just presented the journaling helps if you're one of those people who's like, I can't feel it in my body. Cause you can actually see it on paper, but definitely it's like, um, you, you want to live in that place. This is what I've learned. Cause I, um, flow is one of the themes that I talk about on my periscopes and life. It's like, we're meant to live life in the flow. And so yeah. that whole, what you just mentioned, it's like, you can feel that. Yes. That love, um, in your body. It's like, that's when you should, you can feel that flow. And it's like when stuff isn't in your flow, you can feel it as well. And it's, it's a part of it is like getting used to knowing that you're supposed to always feel in the flow in life. And when you don't feel it, uh, that's when, you know, take that time to reassess, like, what can you do differently? So in like non woo woo speak, what does it mean (laughs) to be in the flow? (laughs) Yeah, I know. See, the flow is such a funny word because like, if whenever I ask people, like, do you ever have moments where you know when you feel like in the flow? Everyone says yes, because you know, it might be when you're running, Um, it might be when you're doing yoga, it might be when you're cooking, it might be when you're making art. Um, but we all have that, like we actually already know. Um, and then you could go, you know, the woo woo route and, and talk about, and talk about like universal energy flowing through you. But it's almost like we actually don't even need to go there. Um, unless like you as a listener want to, and you, and you can frame it that way, but it's, everyone actually knows what that feels like. We know what it feels like that we love and it just feels and it just feels good um and it's what I've learned is like all we have to do in life is like follow those sparks of inspiration like we know like when the flow is like really turned on like a faucet that's really on like that's when we're like oh my god I have a really good idea I feel like I should go for it and that's all it is it's almost like it doesn't have to get more more complicated than that it's like everyone actually already knows what it feels like. You just got to give yourself permission to trust that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what's, what's like is, is scary for people is, is like trusting, trusting it. Cause it, it can often just go like against, against the grain or against what you think you like, quote unquote, like should be doing. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that has helped me a lot too, because I couldn't do what I do, at least not like at the beginning when I was like in college and university and I was traveling, you know, I had that buffer of like, okay, I'm a student, like I can figure it out later. But now I'm not in school anymore. Now I'm like, I'm finding my own way in the world too. And the thing that really helps me though, to have that trust that you just mentioned is I, is I've read several memoirs of people who I've admired and to be able to see how their paths unfold then it's like okay I can actually trust because it worked out for them you know they didn't die in fact they ended up having you know incredible lives that's where then like that's how I know that I can trust just as a tip for people because I know sometimes it's like oh you just got to trust it but um having sort of like that visceral experience like travel gave me the visceral experience of trust like moments where I was like oh my god I could actually die out here in Africa those (laughs) those experiences gave me a visceral trust but reading people's memoirs and uh, hearing people's stories hopefully you know just like the podcast that you do summer um gives me also like a head knowledge version of trust too it's like okay in my head it's like okay if it worked out for all of these other people and they trusted their gut with stuff, I can give it a shot too. Yeah, that's true. I love that recommendation. I think that's so good. I think it's it's so good to have like um like role models and, and seek inspiration. I love memoirs too. It's like one of my favorite things to read. Um I love reading travel travel memoirs too and like travel stories. Um yeah. <laughs> Uh, like uh, that's, that's one of my favorite, those are some of my favorite books too, because, um, it's like, it's like you read these people's adventures and you're, and they're put, they put everything on the line to go after their dream. 
Um, and it always works out. Like, even if it doesn't work out, it works out. Like they come yep, out like exactly. not regretting a thing about it. And, um, that's one of the things that's like, uh, that, uh, like inspired the move that we did like a, a year ago was just like re- reading travel books. And I was just like, we had to like pick up and do something totally different here. Like we're just, cause I didn't feel like I was like quote unquote in the flow, you know, like I always, I felt like something was just like out of alignment. Like something was like stepping on me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned before, you know, like not listening to, to fear, um, you know, what's, and, and I think some of the changes we're talking about though, are really scary, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like the voice, I think there's like the voice of, of love that says like, you know, do it, you'll, you'll be okay. But then there's the voice of, of fear that you have to step through in order to really follow through with it. Um, how do you, like, what's your advice to, to manage fear and to like actually move through fear? Mm. So there's a number of different ways. It's stuff. So I will say for people, it's a, it's a process because <laughs> it's not something like, you know, maybe the first time you, you've read a book and, and you, if you find that you find those two voices, it's like, okay, how do I stop listening to it? It is. So one thing that has helped me a lot just on the journey is meditation because it helps you to train your mind not to listen to the voice and to just to, to be aware of it. Like mm-hmm. journaling, I like recommending people because you can literally see it on the paper. You're like, okay, you know, what are these two things? Um, whereas sometimes when it's still in our mind, we're still thinking stuff, you know, we're still like, you know, oh my God, I'm late for work. Like, oh, why does she do that? He do that. And like, we, we get caught up in that chatter in our mind. So meditation is probably one of the best because it just helps you become aware of the fact that the thoughts, those fearful thoughts that you're thinking are just thoughts and you actually don't have to believe them. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big thing. And I'll tell you, that doesn't, that does not necessarily, co- that doesn't come overnight because you have your moments, you know, where you still, maybe you'll be aware of it. And then other moments where you still get caught up in it, right. And freak out about the money or the future or the career. And so to be honest, it's a moment to moment practice. You know, it's actually kind of a lifelong practice. Um, but I honestly believe like the real work that we have to do in life. And, um, I used to say this, this, <laughs> this might be kind of out there, but you know, you can take it or leave it. I used to say this, I was like, I cannot give up on my spiritual, oh no, I cannot give up on my entrepreneurial journey because I could feel that my entrepreneurial journey is like my spiritual path. It was like my entrepreneurial journey was helping me become the kind of person that I wanted to be. Um, or if you're, or if you're not an entrepreneur, you can just think of like your career path is like, it's, it's meant to help you become the kind of person that you want to be. And then recently I actually had my own kind of aha moment and I realized that no, actually everything in my life, and this is a personal decision that again, you can take it or leave it, but everything in my life is a part of my spiritual path first. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean that everything that I experience in life, like nothing outside is, is going to give you true happiness. It's always going to be an internal condition. So it's like everything that I experience on the outside is just meant to, is just meant as practice for us to practice finding happiness inside. And so, so how that relates to fear is that being able to see that like everything that you're going, that is going on in your life is like, it's not something that you have to attach yourself to. Um, sometimes I say to people that it's like, just live in the day, just enjoy today. Cause you know what you'll ha- you might, you'll have your day where you're like a New York times bestseller. And then you might also have your day where, you know, you get sued for a bunch of money and the business goes bankrupt, but it's still just a day. And do you know how to enjoy today? Mm-hmm. And so we all know that fear is false evidence appearing real. And I know that that's an acronym and many of you might have heard it before. But if you think about it, it's actually fear is always future-based or, or like experiences from our past coming up and um, affecting how we interpret our life now. But if you can just see your life in the day, like just today, 
um, remembering that you might have your super high days and your super low days, but it's still just a 24 hour period a day, then that's what helps me transcend the fear. It's like, okay, how can I live this day to its best with the most joy, love, and, you know, passion for today? Because that's all we ever have, just a 24-hour chunk. That's so good because uh, the the focus on the outcome uh, is, is, what, is what drives people crazy. Like, that's what halts people is the focus on the outcome and, like, the things beyond what's in the day. Um, and so I think, I think that's such a good, such a good way of, of thinking about it and, uh, approaching it. And, uh, you know, especially for a lot of the women listening to this, as it relates to like overcoming issues with food or their body, like if you just focus on today, then I guarantee it's going to be so much better for you. (laughs) Like it's going to be so much easier for you to just like surrender and accept your body because you can just look at it and be like all I have is just today that's it I don't have to worry about anything else like the past is the past the the future is the future all that matters is is what's happening now Mm -hmm. cool that's so good um so tell me about what was your favorite place to travel to oh (laughs) I get asked this often and it's funny because this is a perfect example okay my favorite place that I've ever traveled to is Zanzibar, which is a tropical, it's like, it looks like Paradise Island. It's off the coast of Tanzania in East Africa. Um, but if you just look at it, like, you know, there, there are some resorts there. It's like, you know, white sand, turquoise water, beautiful beaches. You know, it could look just like Jamaica or Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, wherever. But the the reason that it stands out as one of my amazing, like one of my favorite places is because of the experience that I had. Um, I ended up meeting a bunch of scuba diving instructors. I ended up offering to help them build a website and they let me scuba dive for free. So I was like scuba diving every couple of days for five weeks, um, swimming with dolphins, like seeing these fish underwater. Like it was amazing. But it's the perfect example of how like there there's no destination and there is no any place that's like objectively better than another place because it's your own experience. Like someone else can go to Zanzibar, get food poisoning, complain, have an awful experience. Mm -hmm. But the difference is like your attitude going into it. Are you just open to, are you just open to kind of like the miracles and the magic of what could happen to life. Cause I didn't plan on going there and staying there. I was actually going to go to a different part of uh, Tanzania, but I ended up meeting these people and I, and they said they needed a website. And I was like, Hey, this would be cool. Um, and then I just offered and then, and then it's just sort of fitting into place. So for me, this is one of those, like, no matter where I go now, I always remember that it's not about the place. It's not about, you know, getting to Bali. It's about, do you know how to enjoy your life? so much now that you can see all the good things now so that when you do get to Bali or you do get to Paradise Island you know how to enjoy it there as well that's so amazing that's so cool and you you help people uh travel like you help them to to get paid to travel how do you do that yeah so that's one of my specialties I guess you could call it is helping people get paid to travel um one of the key ways that I help people do that is helping them get clear on how they actually want to travel because there is there's traveling where you're just backpacking like you've got the money saved up and you pretty much just want to go from place to place um and then there's also and then there's traveling where you you're willing to do it slowly and and you want to get paid as you do it right and that could be getting a job somewhere else or you can that could be getting a job that allows you to travel or that could be having a location independent source of income so that you can travel. And so one of the key things I think is helping people get clear on like, what skills do you have to offer? Like, how would you actually get, get, how would you actually like to get paid? You know, do you have skills that you want to offer now that could help? And what it is, is really juggling your priority, I think, between how you want to experience life. Because one of the paradoxes that I work with all the time is, I help people get paid to travel because I still love traveling and because it like travel will still 
break you wide open and show you things you never knew about life and about yourself. But at the same time, you want to be able to live your life in a state of joy now because when you go travel, that's how, like, then you'll be able to enjoy it there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really about finding that balance. And I spend a lot of time with my clients being like getting clear on like, how exactly do you want to get paid to travel? Um, and what can you do to start doing that now? Cause most of the time, I mean, it can happen quickly, but most of the time it takes a couple months before, even though people are like, Oh my God, I really want to go. To be honest, it takes people a couple months to, you know, to get themselves like emotionally, psychologically, spiritually ready to go. Um, and so in that time, it's about getting clear on how exactly do you want to get paid and how, how important is this to you? And then how can you live your life now before you actually get to Bali with, so that you are setting yourself up with a foundation of, you know, of trust, joy, of knowing, of confidence, so that when you actually do get to Bali, you can enjoy and you know, and live your best life there as well. Oh, that's such a good way of thinking about it. I would always think about it like, oh, everything's miserable here, so I have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And I, I totally learned that the hard way until I was like, I was there, and then I was like still miserable. And I was like, okay, Anita, this is what, like, <laughs> this is the lesson. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually parallel to, like, people lose weight and they still feel, like, the same unhappiness. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, because this is what I say. If you constantly telling yourself you need to get somewhere else to be happy, you're going to get, you're going to get to somewhere else. But you, what has happened is you've been programming your mind over and over again to think, I need to get somewhere else to be happy, you know, or I need to be skinnier to be happy. And then when you get skinnier or you get to Bali, your mind is still thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and so what you actually have to do is change the way your mind, your mind thinks about life. <laughs> that's so awesome. I, I think that that's like such a great, that's a, such a great way of, of, of framing it up. And I, and I know that like that message will resonate with so many people because it's just, yeah, it's true. It's true with everything. And it's like, um, it's because we look for like these external things to really bring us that joy when the reality is like, we have to like create that internally. And then the external stuff's just like the, the experience, like it's just the gravy. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, on that fantastic note (laughs) we'll start to wrap it up here and the last question that I like to ask all my guests is what is the most fearless thing that you've done oh my most fearless thing is definitely I backpacked East Africa on my own um, a few years ago Um, I did it for three weeks and I actually had never planned on doing it I was supposed to do research for a professor there Um, ended up on Zanzibar as I mentioned and then, I was, so I was in Paradise Island, but I was like, I didn't come all the way to Africa to sit on this Paradise Island and sit on a beach the whole time. Um, and I was like, I feel like I need to go out and explore more. And then the people I was with had, you know, they had backpacked chunks of Africa. They were like, yeah, it's safe. You can totally do it. But then I had learned some Swahili so I could get around at least um, with the language. And this is one of those things, like, if someone had told me that I was going to backpack Africa that summer... Like, I would have been like, no, no, I'm just going to stay safe and do, you know, work with the university. Um, But it was like, that was one of those things I was like, okay, if I can, I had moments in that trip where I was really like, okay, if I can survive this, if the universe can take care of me and bring me home safe through this experience, I'm pretty sure that I can do anything in life. And so over the years, I've actually gone back to that place of like courage many times because even when I was starting my business, I was like... I made it through Africa on my own. I'm pretty sure I, you know, fingers crossed. I think I can do this business thing too. That definitely takes a lot of courage. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) That's, that's, that's awesome. That's that's so great. Um, uh, yeah, you, I hope you write like some travel books about about (laughs) all your adventures someday. Um, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find more of you? You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. People, if you want to find more about me, um, 
you can just check out my website, anitawingley.com. I have a ton of free resources there. I have a free e-guide called the Get Paid to Travel Workbook that helps you actually work through um, figuring out your own way to get, best way to get paid to travel. Because there are literally hundreds of different ways you can get paid to travel. It's really about finding the one that matches you, your passions, your talents, and your values. Um, I've got tons of like YouTube videos there and just lots of free content for you there as well. And everything's on the site, just anitawingley.com. Oh, and I have to mention this because I also Periscope every day on Periscope and I do guided meditations there as well every day. So you're welcome to find me there as well. My handle is just at Anita Wingley. Um, awesome. Social media everywhere. How does that work? Do you like you just guide the meditation? Yeah. So Periscope, because um, it's still a, a little bit new at the time of this recording, is a live video streaming app. So it's like FaceTiming or doing Skype calls, but to the world. Mm -hmm. I'm and, all over it, girl. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just guide them. Like, you know, so many people have been like, oh, you should do YouTube videos or record this. And I was like, yes, I, you know, I know I totally could. But right now, I just, you know, it's when it's in the flow, I know that the meditation album or whatever it is will come. But for now, it's people have found it really helpful. And I love being able to serve in that capacity. Um, so every day I do meditations on Periscope and it's like, I mean, you could turn on a YouTube video, um, and do a couple minutes, but I find it's, it's really dynamic and fun and just, it's really different to actually be able to do it in live real time with someone. So mm -hmm. I've just, I've been doing them for, for a couple months now. I'm just going to keep doing them until, <laughs> until we'll see what happens. That's awesome. That's so cool. Do you do it at a specific time every day or is it just like when you feel right now it's, it's evenings in Eastern time. Okay, cool. Right on. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely follow you on, on Periscope and, uh, cause I'm, I'm on there like probably four or five times a week. Um, doing my, uh, coffee talk, which is oh, nice. just like my daily, what's on my mind. What can I help you with? Uh, yeah. thoughts and dance parties and uh, rants and raves so uh, yeah I'm loving that platform I think it's like Love it. it's so it's so fun <laughs> it is it is so fun I'm just running with it yeah uh, and we'll too. just see what happens <laughs> me too girl I don't really know what it's gonna go out of it but uh, it's fun for now so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it'll just keep growing Right on. Well, thank you so much. And I will link to all of um, all of that stuff in the show notes. And really, it's just anitawingley.com where you can find um, your uh, guide to help you get paid to travel. And I know you have like a Be More Brave mindset mini course yeah. too. So all that is there. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Summer. This has been so fun. Thanks. Yeah. Rock on. Hey, me again, <laughs> just Summer here popping in to say you can find all the links mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six three. And I was super excited about Periscope when I recorded this episode a couple of months ago. And I've since kind of changed my my passion for it, as you may have noticed if you were one of my followers. So, but you never know what, what will happen in the future. I've kind of put more focus in on my Facebook group. Um, that's it for today's show. Okay. I will talk to you guys soon. If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rock in your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free, 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 free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. Mm -hmm.